welcome to a very special bonus episode of Dungame and Dragrion. While we are between levels, uh, all the players going from uh, fourth to fifth, we're having a little bit of a break, but you still get your D&D fix from us. We're doing a, an additional focus on one of the other characters because someone has a clone wandering out there in the world, don't we? I'm very special. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, as has been established in a previous episode, this clone is its own person. They are their own person. And I thought it would be fun to see what they're doing with their life. As you may have guessed, I'm playing with Kayla. as She's taking on the role of the as-yet-hasn't-chosen-a-name. The is looking nameless for... one. In my notes, I've literally put her down as the nameless wanderer. <laughs> <laughs> and a wonder, 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 wonder. <laughs> what has our nameless wanderer been up to? Where do we find her? Um... I don't know. Probably not having a fantastic time. I would probably think that she... Because Sotor, I think, gave her bad gold and an axe. Um, <laughs> so I think she's probably just in some tavern somewhere, just self-lovingly getting drunk and not really knowing what to do with her life. Okay, so the tavern you are sitting in is quite busy. There are a lot of people in there. It's quite noisy, not in the way that you can't hear anything, but, but you can sort of hear little snippets of other people's conversations in sort of a droning sound of just lots of conversations happening all at once. When you hear someone say, what's with the glum face? So it was kind of busy staring into a, the bottom of a, uh, an empty ale mug and just sort of bleary eyed sort of looks up at whoever's talking. I said, what's with the glum face? Can you not hear me? I can hear you. I don't want to talk. The person who was talking to you walks away, and someone from behind you says, Yes, you've been quite difficult to find. So just sort of looks around, not so to, uh, the nameless one, the, the nameless wanderer, uh, looks around, kind of confused, sort of a... Uh, the glazed expression kind of turns a bit more of like an alert. The person who spoke returns to their drink and someone from the other side of the room says, But I have finally found you, haven't I? What is this? Who are you? I'm a friend, you could say. I don't have any friends. So for the record, every time I now speak, there will be a different person in this bar who will be talking to you. Oh, that's spooky. Once they've finished saying what they have said, they will go back to doing whatever they were doing before, completely unaware that anything was happening. You do have one friend. At this point, um, the, the nameless wanderer is going to take hold of the axe that was gifted to her by Sotor. And uh, still a little bit drunk, kind of stand up and glare around the room. A few of the patrons are going to eye you suspiciously because you've, you're drunk and you're waving an axe around, but they're not going to be too concerned. Now, now, violence isn't always the answer. Worked most of my life, or rather, her life. Yes, you have your own life now, don't you? Do you call this a life? Do you call it a life? I don't know what to call this. 
I think you're just not trying hard enough. She uh, lets out a very loud, sort of almost like manacle laugh uh, in response to that. You've been given an incredible opportunity. I've even already been helping you. Helping me how? Surely you realize by now the Raven Queen isn't helping you anymore. So, uh, not so top, the nameless one. Um, <laughs> even I'm getting confused. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> uh, just gonna spit on the floor and uh, have enough of this and go to storm out of the, uh, the tavern. You hear from inside the barman is gonna shout after you, You didn't pay for that drink! My friend will get it. Someone on the street starts talking to you. Ah, I don't think I have much money in this mortal plane. Never really been one to keep tabs. Nameless Wanderer is gonna grab the stranger and um, by the scuff of the neck. And uh, so, what do you want from me? Uh, I don't know. Why are you grabbing me? <laughs> Should I? She'll let go. Kind of keep staggering off. Trunkets. Now, now, is that any way to treat someone who's only shown you respect? What do you want from me? It's not what I want from you, it's what you want from me. I don't know what I want. Sure you do, you just don't want to admit it. I mean, you haven't even given yourself a name. Why don't you start there? I think I deserve a name. I'm nothing, I'm no one, I'm a thing born from some Perverse magic. Then let's make you worthy of a name. And just how do we do that? We have a common enemy. Uh, the nameless wanderer sort of growls under her breath. The Raven Queen. That's the one. I want to see her down. And I, I know you can't do that on your own, but every little helps, as they say. I'm listening. Give me your devotion, and I will give you power you cannot believe. Do you remember what the Raven Queen gave you? Well, I can give you so much more. She's going to um, stand still for a moment. Very sort of thoughtful expression on her face. I've made a bad deal. Well, she made a bad deal once before. How do I know this one's any better? There's no deal here. As long as you are devoted to me, you have power. I ask nothing in return. There's always a catch with this sort of thing. There always is a catch, but not this time. Not for you. She's going to um, sort of reach the, the um, sort of coin pouch that she's got, and there's literally like nothing in there. It's just a few sort of coppers. She has a big sigh and... Fine. Where do you want First, prove your devotion. And so the street's reasonably busy. There's a lot of people milling around. Suddenly they all part and you can see a reasonably unusual... So I've described Mawekan as having mostly humans, elves, dwarves as the... That's the primary people who live here. You see a dryad walking down the street 
through the now parted crowd. She is coming towards you. So a, a dryad is a fey creature. Wood elf, kind of, basically. It's as in a, an elf made of wood. Pretty much the, the TLDR there. Are they like creatures born of nature? Is that what fey means? So uh, the fey are from the fey wild. So they are creatures like ladrin, dryads, tags, unicorns. It's sort of like magical creatures who are more mystical than magical. That's generally fey. Um, and they all live on a different plane of existence called the Feywilds. It's a thing in D&D. She, uh, just gonna sort of eyeball this, uh, this dryad. What? What is this? What do you want me to do? All of the crowd, every, every person within earshot, apart from the dryad, says in unison, Kill the dryad. You want me to murder this thing? Just in cold blood? What, for no reason? You get no response. The dryad, it's completely unaware of what's going on. It can obviously see people have, like, separated, but it doesn't seem too concerned by that. You don't think that it can hear the people speaking. Still sort of holding her act, she's going to uh, sort of contemplate this for a moment and slowly begins to sort of make her way towards this dryad. As if trying to give a little encouragement... The crowd, again in unison, will say, Prove your devotion. Kill the dryad. Going a little bit sort of tunnel vision. She's just going to walk up to the dryad and just sort of stand there, kind of quite awkwardly. The dryad is going to say something to you in Elvish. I don't know if you speak Elvish. Uh, nope. Okay, it's going to seem quite annoyed at you and say something to you in Elvish, but obviously you don't know what it says. She's going to sort of mumble. Voice is telling me to kill you. The dryad doesn't understand what you are saying. Yeah, I think she stands there for a few moments longer, just sort of like chewing on her tongue. Axe still in hand. In a flash, she's going to reach out and try and grab this dryad by the throat. Okay. Strength contest. (laughs) 21 from me. 5 from the dryad. So yeah, you grab the wood creature by the throat and lift it off the ground. I guess at this point, roll initiative. Seems a bit strange, but... It's a four for me. Amazingly, how do you get characters that just consistently roll everything you play? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the Dryad got a five uh, on initiative. It's going to, uh, at disadvantage, try and break out of your grip. So it's going to roll... It's going to be another strength contest. So that's a twelve. That's a nine for me. Okay, so it's going to use its turn to... It's going to, like, claw at your fingers with its hands and sort of just push itself off and no longer be choked. It is now your turn. Are the... Is everyone around us still, like, parted and, like, watching this? Yes. She's going to get a bit sort of tunnel-visioned, sets her jaw, and goes for an attack with her axe. As 13 to hit. That hits. Uh, That's 9 slashing damage. You slash at her with the axe. Um, and acts against wood, it, it, it's, it's a reasonable thing, and you, you cut her deeply uh, across the chest. It's her turn. She's going to swing her... This is called a club attack. Technically, what's happening is she's going to transform her hand into a club and then hit you with her hand. That's kind of cool. That's 11. It does not hit. So uh, that makes it your turn. But it's, she's, yeah, she's just going to hit on and bounce off of your armour. So the adrenaline's now pumping, and uh, 
all the bitterness and uh, anger from the past. I don't know how long it's been. Has it been like weeks or months? Yeah, probably a, at least a month. And she's going to shout out, It's your fault! And go for another attack. It's 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. 8 damage. Uh, yeah, so you you again get another really nice clean strike onto her. Um, and she she drops to her knees. Bits of bark start sort of crumbling off of her. She is incredibly injured. She's going to cast Entangle, which means so all, uh, in a 20-foot square around her, plants are going to start spreading out quickly, um, turning this ground into difficult terrain, which means you move at it at half speed. Since you are standing in it, uh, you need to make a strength saving throw. Can do. <laughs> so yeah, that in that five, that means you are now restrained, which means you can't move, and your attack rolls have disadvantage, and attack rolls against you have advantage, and you also have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws, not that I'm going to throw a dexterity saving throw at you. Can I attempt to break it with my action each turn? Yes, you can use its action. You, you can use your action to make a strength check against spell save. On a success, you free yourself, or you just have to wait until spell ends. Sure. It uh, is a concentration spell. Okay, so they take damage. They have to save against. Yes. That. So disadvantage to attack rolls. Uh huh. So is that her turn? Yes, that's all she can do on her turn. Uh. Screaming out now in uh, sort of the half orc side, the, the orc side is kind of taking over now and sort of going to a bit of a rage. Um, she's going to. Uh, going to try and attack with disadvantage. <laughs> Natural one. Okay, so you you swing at her, and you, but all you manage to do is land on some of the vines that have snaked out um, and they start to wrap around your axe. So you sort of spend a little bit more turn trying to pull it away from them. It's frustrating. She's going to get to her feet and yeah, she's going to try and attack you again. That's 12. That's not hit. With advantage as well. That's a 12. <laughs> uh, it's your turn. I'm uh, going to try and break these lines now. Is that a saving throw or a check? Um, it is a strength say, uh, strength check. Oh, whoops, that's a disadvantage. What, is it with disadvantage? No, it wouldn't be. That's 11. That does not break free. She's just getting more and more frustrated now, like more and more angry. The dryad is again going to try and attack you. That's a 17. That hits. Hey. That's four damage. Sort of bleeding from the corner of her mouth now, she's going to scream out and she's going to break these vines with a five. Yeah, no, she does not break uh, those vines. Looks like this uh, clone has inherited uh, Sotor's terrible luck. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? And no Francis to come to the rescue. Yeah, the dryad's gonna try and hit you again. That's a 21. <laughs> yeah, that hits. That's another 4 damage. Bring it on. Twice I've rolled max... What the fuck? I rolled max damage on that twice in a row. It's literally a d4 damage. Okay, <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> see if we can break these vines. 20! You break the vines. Yes. Not a natural 20, just, just 20. Uh, yeah, you, you uh, break the vines so you're not uh, restrained anymore. And that's my turn. Okay. Seeing that uh, the dryad is going to use bark skin, uh, which spell which uh, druids can learn, funnily enough, and it makes her... Extra barky. Yeah, sort of 
a dark covering just appears over her skin and starts growing, and so she's a bit knotted and stuff. But yeah, that's her turn. That's her action. I'm coming out with the axe again. Thirteen to hit. It's not hit now. Ah. The dryad is gonna try and hit you with a club. That's a seven. Nope. And here's where we just keep swinging at each other until we just we just trade in blades. Yeah. It's a nineteen to hit. That hits. Eight damage. So, I mean, uh, this isn't really a question, but lethal or non-lethal? Ah. Uh, considering that your instruction was kill. Um, non-lethal, but she's gonna take hold of this dryad, like after like striking it, she's gonna like, take hold of her and just kind of look around herself. Your audience in unison will say, kill the dryad, prove your devotion. Sort of breathing heavily, um, sort of a bit bloodied. Mm angry and shaking. She's going to look at all the faces of everyone around her, close her eyes, and just bury the axe into this dryad's head. The second that the life ebbs out of the dryad, the crowd disperses is the wrong word, because they were never dispersed in the first place. That's surely a word. Yeah, though they, as if they had been charmed, they instantly just dock back to going about what they were doing there, and they do not notice that the fight had happened. That there's a murdered dryad on the ground. Yeah. Uh, they do not see the tree sap, I guess. The dead body of the dryad starts talking to you. Uh, she lets go immediately and backs up. Good. You've proven your devotion. Now there is only one more thing. For you to be a cleric of my faith, for you to truly have the powers that I know you deserve, you need a symbol, and you feel on your back a painful scratching. Take this symbol and use it to enforce my will on the world. Become the cleric I know you can be. And I kind of like the idea of, of an ending shot of you just leaving the dryad's dead body in the middle of the road and walking off into the distance. Kind of staggering off into the sunset. And the audience <laughs> can just see the faintest bit of the of what has happened to your back, which is you've been given a magical tattoo, the symbol of a mace with a human skull as the head of the mace. Listening to Dun Game and Dragon, Game Green Dungeons Dragons Real Play Roleplay Podcast. I have been your host for this special bonus episode, The Spherical Cat. You can find me on Twitter at The Spherical Cat. Joining me in this session, we had Kayla, who you can find on Twitter at little underscore big boots. The music for this session, as with all sessions, we used Home is Where the Love Disc is, an arrangement of Hearth Home City Day from Pokemon Diamond version, and Turkish Coffee, a rearrangement of Deathmatch and Title Screen from Splunky. You can find both of these on OC Remix. We'd like to thank OC Remix for letting us use their songs.